Hello and welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to Apple platforms and Apple development, including macOS, iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, tvOS, and any other OS they've invented this week. So with that, let's get on with the show. In this episode, I am going to talk about going to production, what that means, and some suggestions on how you should do it, why it's important, why you should take your time. And you may be thinking, well, what has this really got to do with Swift development? Well, when it comes down to it, let's be honest, we hope that most, if not all of the work that we do ends up in a store somewhere and ultimately in the hands of an end user. And that means the process is important. Okay, so let's start with the basics. What does it actually mean when we talk about, you know, going to production, pushing to the store? or pushing it up to Apple being the first step. Well, let's talk about these basic steps first, and then we'll break them down. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to want to make sure your certificates are all set up and aligned. And the easiest way to do that is during the archiving process. And what the archiving process is, for those who may not know, is where you basically compile the binaries and all the information to into store builds that are then ready to be validated and distributed up to the store or some distribution method of your choice. Now, this can catch you out sometimes because, you know, you can have certain certificates and everything else that work just fine for development and testing, but maybe you don't have a distribution certificate that you will need to sign the application code when you push it to the store. So, you know, Xcode's pretty good at helping you out with these things. But the first part of the process is that you're going to go in and ask it to perform an archive. And it's going to build and analyze all the code for you. And then assuming that that completes okay, you're then going to ask it to validate it. And when you're asking it to validate, you are saying, you know, check that everything's okay. Check the certificates match up. The code, you know, the the unique ID for the application aligns with the one that I've got in the store or the one that I want to use. Basically, make sure everything's okay so it stands a really good chance of even making it into the review process at Apple. Once that's done, you're going to want to go through the distribution part. Now, what that means is you're going to hit the distribute button in the process, in the organizer that will appear when you are doing the archiving. And you're going to have several methods available, obviously, you know, but the one that you're probably going to care about, the one that we're going to talk about here is up going up to the store. So when you are making it for the App Store, part of that process, again, it's going to double check certificates and everything else and make sure that's okay. Now, assuming that it passes there again, it's going to then say, all right, you know, now pushing it up to Apple. Now, when it pushes it up to Apple, it's going to go into the test flight process. And the first thing that happens there is a system over and out on the Apple side. We'll just take a look and make sure that everything's okay. So it's going to say processing for a little while. After it's processed, you are going to then probably, hopefully, you know, get an email from Apple that says, great, you know, it's now available in test flight for everybody to test and make sure everything's okay for those final steps. Once that's done, and we assume that you've had a successful testing program, you then have the option to set up a new release. And that'll take you over, you know, you're going to be an app connect at this point. And you will say, okay, you know, take this test flight release that I've made, use that binary in this new release that I'm creating. And at that point, you're going to add your release notes, your screenshots and everything else. It's important to note that you do all of that now, 
because there are certain points of no return where once you set things in for the store and you submit it for review, you cannot go back and change those without doing a new submission. So assuming that you've set all of that up, you would then submit it to Apple for store review. And that can take, you know, um, as little as a couple of hours or maybe a few days, depending on how they're working at the time. Personally, I've noticed that updates tend to be reviewed a lot quicker than new app submissions. And then, you know, Apple's going to come back to you. And if there's a problem, they're going to send you an email and say, look, there's a problem with this particular part of the process on your application. Or they're going to come back and say, the application's ready for developer release if you set it manually. If you set the setup to be automatic, they're going to automatically release it for you. Um, I'll share in part two of this. After the break, I will share some information on how I do it, and I never go the automatic process, and I'll explain why. Now, you know, at that point, if everything's passed, that's basically Apple saying, you are now free to distribute this in the App Store when you are ready to do so, or we have done it for you in the process of, you know, if you go the automatic route. And at that point, it's done, and it's out there, and it just needs to propagate through the servers. That's a great simplification of the process. And there are a lot of steps you should do before you even get to that point of submitting it to TestFlight. And after the break, I'm going to list some things that I think are important and kind of a checklist that you should have as you're preparing that so that you don't miss some silly thing that's either going to delay the process, foul the process, or, you know, you're going to sort of, you know, kick yourself in the butt because you wish you'd done it. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll go through the steps. Time for a break. Break time over. Okay, so here it is. A list of things that I always check before I archive and push up to test flight and plan to go to production. And these are in no particular order. All of these are done, like I say, before I make that final build. So let's get into the list. So the first thing is I will check production URLs, right? Uh, it's not uncommon for us to have, you know, different environments, development, testing, production, and often we'll use configuration files. Maybe we're pointing to different servers. We have different settings for various timeouts or whatever they may be, accounts, anything like that. So the first thing I do is I make sure those are all set to their production values. The next thing I would do is I would check and make sure that if I'm using a backend environment, you know, if I'm connecting to a server somewhere, uh, that that's working, right? Make sure those APIs are up and running. Any updates that need to be pushed out to the servers are there and been tested and they're working in production. The most obvious reason for that is the last thing you need to do is push a new app or a new version out into the world and then it just falls flat on its face and fails miserably because your backend support is down. So checking that the backend servers are all configured and up and running and everything's nicely, you know, running smoothly there. You've got your load balancers, whatever else it may be in place uh, before you push to the store is a good idea. The next thing is I will make sure that any release notes and store images for the page that appears in the app store, right? And the release notes and anything that I want to convey to the users about this new version or the application, I am going to make sure all of those are in place and I've got all the data so that when I come to build that store page, you know, it's all there waiting for me. Uh, that's something you can work on as well, but while you're waiting for the app to be cleared for review. So, you know, there's nothing that says you can't 
push the app up into test flight. That's being tested uh, while you're preparing the store page. But make sure you have all that information ahead of time. There's nothing worse than getting to the end and then discovering you're missing an image or, you know, some text that you need is missing or you haven't, you know, nobody's verified that your spelling and grammar is correct in the release notes and those kind of things. So make sure that's done. Another one in line with that, does your app use translations, right? Maybe you support multiple languages, in which case have you checked that you have all those language strings in place in the resource files and that they're working? Have you checked that they don't have any kind of layout issues? You know, maybe, you know, for example, something in English and something in Spanish, sometimes the Spanish version can be longer. Have you checked that it looks okay in the, in the, you know, the UI and the layouts? So that's something else you want to make sure of. You know, again, make sure the configuration of the application itself is correct. Make sure the build numbers have been incremented. Make sure the version numbers have been incremented. Remember, when you push to the store, your build number and version number have to be higher than the previous. Otherwise, you're going to have a problem. And it's all too easy to overlook those. And in fact, if you go to compileswift.com, you know, there I have a post on there about helping to automate that process using a command line tool from Apple. So, you know, you may want to look into, I think it's called AGV tool off the top of my head. Um, you know, make sure those version and build numbers are correct as well before you do the final build. What about debug libraries? Have you got any connections or libraries or frameworks in there specific for testing or debugging? Now, you know, whilst you should have it configured so that those only appear in the debug builds, you may not, and you want to make sure that, you know, you're not accidentally logging something in production that you shouldn't be. Uh, you may want to make sure that you don't have libraries in there that are sort of bloating out your application, maybe even potentially slowing down their performance. So make sure that you've got all of that testing and development libraries and all of that code out of there. You don't have to worry about things like comments. They get naturally removed anyway, but just make sure that you've cleaned everything up ready in the production build. So hopefully this list has been helpful. Uh, you know, let me know what your thoughts are on it. I think that it's, you know, important to have sort of this regular system that you use and this process that you follow every time you do a push out to a store somewhere. Because, you know, that consistency, not only does it become second nature after a while once you've done it a few times, but that consistency one day may save you from making a mistake. And as we all know, by the time it's gone to the store, it's too late, right? Even if you immediately jump in and realize you've made a mistake, you run to the store, you pull back that release, there's every chance that at least a few people have that, you know, that version, that update installed. So it's just not a risk you want to take. Let me know what your thoughts, you know, reach out to me on Twitter at CompileSwift. Uh, of course, go to CompileSwift.com forward slash contact if you want to get in touch with me. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And, you know, please share this list with everyone you know, because it's just so important to get it right when it goes to the App Store. With that, I will talk to you next time.